Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we're here with Andrew for another week of college football review because me and Chase don't watch enough college football, if any. <laughs> so what do you got for us, Andrew? <laughs> I watched a little bit. I watched a tad, but the Notre Dame game was on at the same time, so I kind of passed yeah. it up. But uh, really, just a poorly played game for both teams. Uh, I mean, Missouri gave away 17 points early, just right away off turnovers and a block punt. Uh, defensively, the defense you guys laughed at getting torched by Purdue only gave up three points in the first half. Yeah. So... I mean, that was great to see. They really weren't physically overwhelmed by Georgia, which was surprising to me. And then they were able to run the ball extremely well. They had just shy of 200 yards rushing. Four different players got a rushing touchdown, which I don't know when the last time that happened for a Mizzou team. Uh, Locke was average at best. Yeah. Not really. Like, it was the problem with that is Georgia last year got torched by them deep. So they sat back, set two safeties back. They would play six in the box, and they just said, we're going to let you run the ball. And that's what they did. And most of the passes were underneath to the tight end, either Blanton or Alberto. And not really a lot of success off of that. But as a fan coming out of this game, I'm not really – like if you would have told me we would have lost by 14, the number two team in the country, we'd be within it within 10 and a fourth. I would have took that. But the way it happened, it was just – Rough, just yeah. No, points off turnovers right away. It's just not like hard. Like they scored forty three points, but it's not like Georgia dominated. Like that's not the story at all. No, not at all. Their offense until the second half when play action passes really took the game over. They had three of them for touchdowns. That, I mean, it was a very even game. Even if you look at the stats, Missouri almost possessed more than Georgia. And that, like, I don't know, remember the last time Missouri out possessed like a dominant team like that who runs the ball, stops the run, like, that. 
was just a shocking game. And right off the bat, when uh, Alberto was called for or they didn't call forward progress, he got stripped. So the scoop and score like four minutes into the game. I thought like, uh oh, this is South Carolina all over again. Was that Georgia the walked in? Was that him, the play where the ref threw the block? Yeah, that was the play for the, yeah, the what the hell? That's also what I wanted to I wanted to get or ask, yeah ask you about was uh, do you think like I heard officiating was iffy on the in the game what, yeah, what do you think was, about the officiating of it? Well, look well, at there that. three plays that were really <laughs> defining of the game or the chance of Missouri pulling off the upset. One was the Albert O Ford progress right after Missouri started off the game with a pick, which was just insane. <laughs> what happened last week? But we got a turnover right away, and then on a third and nine, I believe, Locke dumped it to uh, Alberto, and then getting, he was getting held up, and I want to say two seconds went by, him getting pushed back, and then while the whistle got stripped, they took it in. I, that, I think that needs to be called. I'm not – because but some plays in the or in college, they don't blow a whistle like the end of play. They just kind of like – like they don't – like you got to know when to blow Wait the whistle. Wait to see what happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it's hard because you – Always tell your team five. I'm not saying like George is like cheating or whatever. I mean, they fought. They didn't hear a whistle. They stripped it out, and that's been a problem with Albert for the last two years. Is fumbling, so that's just you can't really fumble. You can't fumble the ball either. That's a turnover. So the missed field goal was. I thought it was good. I was in the other end zone, so I had to straight on look. I thought it was good. They said it wasn't. Uh, Barry yeah, that was a very debatable call. <laughs> Yeah, everyone said they thought it was good, except the ref underneath, so we didn't do. And then the last one was uh, Jeremiah Holloman. He dropped the ball for the goal line. on. He, like, mossed Marcus AC. AC, like, threw him back in bounds. It was kind of heroic. Uh, <laughs> and I think he dropped the ball before the goal line, and the ref called it a touchdown uh, before we picked up and ran it back. I, I, can, I can't really get mad at that because we let him get open for a 64-yard touchdown. And if you just push him out of bounds, that doesn't come up. But I don't think he crossed the goal line. That was a 14-point turnaround right there. And complete would change the momentum and would have been interesting from there on out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, coming out of it as a Missouri fan, I'm pretty positive. Uh, I don't think there's... Besides Alabama, I don't think there's a team that we should lose to on the schedule. We probably will, though. We still have to go to South Carolina and to Florida. So it's, I think 10-2 and two is the ceiling, and 8-4 and four is probably the floor for this team. And I think that's Georgia, reasonable. I think they got a re- they're gonna rebound next year. They play Tennessee, who's just a mess right now. So they'll be fine. But Kirby Smart was not happy at George for Georgia at all. He was... <laughs> A lot of yelling. <laughs> All right, so moving on from Georgia, Missouri, the rest of the SEC. Alabama uh, rolled past A&M. A lot of people saying it might be close. Thought A&M played Clemson, but it wasn't. Are they just going to say that for every Alabama game? It might be close. I, I don't want to, like, but, I, I mean, LSU is going to play them close, since they always do. Outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I think Missouri can play them close for a quarter because, to me, they weren't physically overwhelmed by Georgia, and that's supposedly like Alabama's toughest competition. So I think maybe for a quarter and a half, Missouri can keep it close. But that'd be about it. Yeah. But Chua is running away with the September Heisman. Yeah. yeah I was just about to ask. September Heisman. You don't win the actual Heisman. So that's yeah. Interesting to see. Uh, they're a conference lockers. 
they're going to win the conference. Uh, that is, I don't see a scenario in which they do, barring an injury to Tua. But interesting to see now. Uh, it's been four games, and Hurts is playing in all four. If he plays in another one, he can't transfer. Like he can't only have one year of eligibility left. So I don't know how that's going to happen. I probably would have broke today if he wanted to transfer. So. I guess he's going to stick around, and we'll see if Satan puts him in it all the rest of the year. Yeah. I was uh, going to ask you, uh, do you think uh, the way that uh, Tula Vala, he's been playing this year, do you think he's easily the best quarterback that Alabama's had and under the Nick Saban? Without a doubt. I mean – Because, yeah, I can't even think, like, Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron. Uh, I can't think of anybody that even – comes close none of them were even close to winning the Heisman AJ McCarron last year was like the first Alabama quarterback to start in a game since like the 80s or something Jeez. like that yeah, yeah I mean, they've always been a run heavy team with Ingram and I mean, Henry and Lacey and yeah I mean it, McCarron's other guy because he started three years there and he won three ti- or he started yeah started three years he won four titles on the or three titles on the roster Jeez. so he would be the only other guy in conversation Maybe, like, as a totality of a career, the Karen might be better. But as, like, pure skill, no. It's yeah. Two is the best. He's the best quarterback they've ever recruited. He was a five-star from Hawaii. So he's the best skill they've had and just the best overall. He's, I mean, to me, a Russell Wilson-type player. is extremely efficient. Doesn't really turn the ball over. That's what Russell Wilson did last year. And his, uh, his arm is crazy. Yeah, he, he's gonna. He set the, Wilson set the uh, quarterback efficiency record for college so last year at Wisconsin, which Mayfield then broke twice, and to uh, either this year or next year will probably break that. Uh, moving on to a couple other SEC games, Kentucky upset Mississippi State. Uh, game I'm not really surprised about. It went twenty to seven. Benny Snell, the most underrated player in the country, uh, twenty five carries, hundred sixty five yards, four touchdowns. He's been doing this. For four years until the true freshman, I remember his breakout game against Mizzou in 2015 when uh, that season spiraled out of control for the Tigers. <laughs> but uh, Snell's a dark horse Heisman guy. Just can tuck and keep the record up. But um, the other Josh Allen, not the quarterback, the Kentucky defensive end, he <laughs> tore apart Mississippi State the entire game. He's a guy to watch out for for like NFL draft. Just a freak athlete. Reminds me a lot of like a Shane Ray, just a speed rusher, getting past the center, offensive tackles. Uh, and lastly, Kentucky and Duke are both outranked. Yeah. This is the first what? time that ever happened, I believe, in football. At the same time. <laughs> I think I saw something like that. That's, that, I don't know. That's insane. What sport is this? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, what sport is this? Is Kansas <clears throat> going to get ranked here too? <laughs> no, Kansas got whooped last Yeah, Kansas, yeah, they got their ass beat. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere in the SEC, I had to cover this, or I watched a little bit of this Florida-Tennessee game, and I put it on here just to talk about Tennessee's first half drives, the most incredible I've ever seen. They, had eight, they did not punt, scored three points, had four turnovers. I, mean, I guess they actually only scored one because they had a field goal, and they also got safety on one, so they apparently only scored one point. I, I, what? I, what? I, I, they didn't punt. I, I, and they fumbled the second half kickoff also, so that was... You have it listed yeah. here. It says fumble, interception, turnover on downs, field goal, safety, fumble, fumble, kneel, fumble, fumble, Good second old. half kickoff. Yeah, and they actually gave a touchdown right at the, on the first play of the second half. Oh, so my they, God. 
over 30 minutes in. I don't even think Florida's that good. Sucks. Tennessee is. They, they get Georgia next week. Actually, their next four games are, I don't know, road or home exactly. I think I know they're all at Georgia. I think it's South Carolina, Alabama, Auburn. So three good <laughs> Lord. Yeah, good luck. Those poor kids. <laughs> Oregon had, I think it was like three minutes left in the third quarter. I actually watched this game. Which yeah. ended up getting called back. And then a fumble and a box snap later, it's 24-14. Crazy. And three and out later, it's 24-21. And at the start of the fourth quarter, you're like, what the heck just happened? Then they get the ball. <laughs> they stop Stanford on a fourth down with like three minutes left. Running out the clock. They could take two kneel downs and punt it with a minute left. And so they run, trying to get the first down. Running back reaches out, gets stripped. Stanford recovers, drives down, kicks a field goal. In which, the play, right before the field goal, they got called for 12 men on the field. So that made the field goal five yards shorter. They made it with the OT. The touchdown Stanford scored was a tight end catch. He tipped it to himself, like moshing a guy. It was like, it was like in slow motion. Uh... And then Oregon went to OT and choked because it's Oregon. But uh, <laughs> besides that, Herbert played in, like one of the best games I've seen from a quarterback. He was 25-27 going into OT with like 330 yards and a touchdown, I think. I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, really, one thing I said last week would be how Herbert played against Stanford, how Locke played against Georgia. Those are the two top teams in the class, and Herbert definitely outplayed Locke this week. Uh Oregon had a 99% win probability in the third quarter, a 98.7 with a minute left in the fourth, and managed to lose. And Stanford led for zero seconds. So, oh my Lord, god! I, it was like, it just like unfolded in front of you. You're like, what in the world has happened? And then, I mean, it's really since Stanford and Oregon both became relevant programs under Kelly and Harbaugh. This is like a perfect this resemblance of like how this series has gone. Stanford just. Like they just don't make mistakes like that. Oregon yeah. fumbling the ball. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, their opponent next week, Notre Dame. Yep, that's right. Decided to start book over at Wimbush. I was at the Mizzou game. I'm like checking my phone at halftime, seeing Notre Dame running up. I'm thinking, whoa, <laughs> what happened here? So he didn't I touch didn't the field. I wouldn't so, have put him in either. I, I mean. Was it a suspension they put him in over, or is it just... No, no they just, just it was a Yeah, they started Book, and it was going to be like, hey, you know, we might start Wimbush. Like, we're going to play Wimbush. both quarterbacks. That's what, I mean, Kelly, what was it, an hour before the game, said we're going to start, or we're going to start Book, but we may... Wimbush had his visor on the whole game. Yeah, like, we're going to play Wimbush, and then it just never happened because, well, yeah, Book did what he did. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. So, uh, 
I think, I still think, I mean, obviously, it's running better under Book, obviously. But I still think Wimbush is a guy that you can bring on the field for. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly, yeah, I was about to say like, that. That's exactly what Caleb said. <laughs> like, there's no reason for you not to now he, because yeah. you're not going to be your star. You he's one of the best athletes on the team. He's he the does best not runner to, on the team, He does I not think. have to throw the ball once. He doesn't have to. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, this is way back 2010. It's a different kind of situation because Wimbush is a, he's a senior, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he, he was a junior last year, a redshirt junior, so he's a I'm senior now. Sure senior, yeah. Uh, but, like, in 2010, Mizzou had Blaine Gabbard and James Franklin, and they'd bring in James Franklin all the time for short yardage runs, yeah. third and, like, three runs, and it worked a lot. So I think that's a thing you can watch out for, especially against Stanford, a team that can stop the run well but aren't really the best athletes. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> That's a showdown next week. Notre Dame and Stanford. It, Which became it, their toughest game of the year because of Virginia Tech. But True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I uh, see it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, Notre Dame to me, that's a game they win. So, I think a near playoff lock because the rest of their schedule has decided to not play football. <laughs> uh, one last game, a Big Ten game, Wisconsin survived Iowa. They scored a comeback drive. Hornibrook let him down with, like, I think two minutes left. They scored 57 seconds with something like that. I was watching the Oregon game, and then I turned this on. They just scored. Uh, they had, like, a crazy reverse played around the clock. They ended up scoring on it. But uh, I thought they could probably lose this game after how they lost to BYU last week. And I thought, like, that can derail their season. But a good bounce back win. They're a lot to make their Big Ten championship now because I was the best team in their division. So as long as they they can lose another game, still make it. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, they're a team that can make a top six bowl game. So they found a way to survive on the road. All right. So what kind of shocked me about this week was it was a very light schedule outside for like three games, and then when that happens in college football, that means there's going to be upsets because that's just how things work. And then driving home from Missouri. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Virginia Tech is uh, in trouble against Old Dominion. <laughs> um, 0-3 to the game coming in. I think getting blown out by, like, Liberty. Good Lord. Oh my! I, I don't know. I don't know why Virginia Tech even scheduled a game at Old Dominion. Um, but yeah, that happened. So Old Dominion had a one point eight percent chance to win. I tell you, know that numbers right? It might have been lower. But it was like the largest upset since two thousand seven for ESPN FPI, which my guess would be the Stanford USC game where Harbaugh beat Carroll for the first time. That'd be my guess of what that was, or either Michigan Appalachian State. That it was. It's that magnitude. Um, yeah. Because Old Dominion also had a backup quarterback. So <laughs> it's like the Purdue thing all over again. But Missouri won still. Uh, Blake LaRussa, I don't know if he has any relation to Tony LaRussa. Um, <laughs> he had 512 yards and five touchdowns. His best two uh, attack of Iowa impersonation. Uh, Josh Jackson, quarterback for Virginia Tech, out for the year. So Yeah, that's well, not good. He's out for the year. He broke his leg. So that's, that's out for the year. That is not good. Unless he's. So, what I thought would be Notre Dame's toughest game with their schedule is now Lane Cupcake. Well, you still got to go into Lane State. It's a tough place to play. But to me, I think they can win this game, and that's, their schedule's nothing the rest of the year. I get the game against USC, but USC's like kind of trying to find out what they're doing. But yeah, uh, this shows you Old don't, schedule games against, don't schedule <laughs> games. Like, Missouri does this all the time. I'm just waiting for it to bite us in the ass. Like, we schedule, like, like the last few years, we've scheduled, like, at Arkansas State, at Toledo. We play at Wyoming next year. It's just why. There's no need for this. <laughs> this is what happens. Just buy out the game. I, I don't get it. Like, if you go to, if you go to, like, we play West Virginia next year. If you go to West Virginia, lose, that, that's all right. You can't go to Wyoming and lose. It's just, it's ridiculous. Disaster. Uh, a couple other upsets this week. Purdue, uh, the greatest 0-3 team ever, got their first one of the year. Defeating Boston College. That's uh, right. So that that near Purdue loss, you guys were laughing at, doesn't look too bad now, does it? No, I guess you were right on that. <laughs> now there's the best one in three team. Yeah, best one in three team of all it. time. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have to look at the tape there. Uh, <laughs> Texas beat TCU. Um, I was next at a restaurant with my dad. We like watched this. It was like. Maybe 14 to 10 TCU or something. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, like a blink of an eye, Texas just scored a touchdown. TCU threw a pick, scored a touchdown the next play. It was like over. I was like, oh. All right, so Texas is back again until they lose to Oklahoma in two weeks. Or who do they play this week? Let me look at that real quick. They'll probably lose this week. Uh, they got Kansas. Okay, they're beating Kansas. State. That team's terrible. But, uh. They'll probably lose to Oklahoma, and then everyone like hate on Texas again. Say Tom Herbert get fired, even though he's the perfect coach for the job. And then uh, another upset: Texas Tech beat Oklahoma State forty-one seventeen. The Jesus. Alan Bowman Patrick Mahomes clone is uh, starting there. That's going to be uh, interesting. He's a true freshman. He's got four years there, three years there, probably four. See what kind of numbers he can put up in that span. But uh, Texas Tech plays West Virginia next week. Bet the over. To say that. All right, a few near upsets because this week was just kind of crazy. There, there's a couple. Oklahoma um, played the Army and it went to OT. I what? looked for the game on TV, but it was pay per view. 
Um, <laughs> the only thing more shocking than the game being on paper, Army taking Oklahoma to overtime, is the game's on pay per view in 2018. I don't know who, what is going on there. Yeah, but, uh, that I don't doesn't. Know if you heard about it? There was a Twitch stream streaming the game, and I watched it. They got the 32k viewers. Uh, it was just some guy pointing his phone to TV. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> That's 2018 right there. I didn't never, know that. That's 2018 right there, I didn't there, know it was just dog. some random dude with a cell phone. It's like yeah, when you try to uh, watch those pirated movies. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, I was just on, like, I was, like, refreshed in social media, like, trying to figure out what's going on, and then I found a link to this, and yeah. It got up to the second largest stream on Twitch at the time. Oh, man, so, dude. Uh... And whoever Kenneth Murray is for Oklahoma, I saw he had 28 tackles. What? Uh, that's an OU record. I don't know how that's not the NCAA record. I should have like, looked up what that is. But the Army, uh, they had 45 minutes of possession, had 78 rushing plays. What? Oh, Oklahoma. my God. Yeah, 78 rushing plays. Oklahoma, I mean, I think they had like 40, no, I think it was like 35 plays total. Like, Holy Christ. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys need to take notes. <laughs> Handed the Zeke more. <laughs> but I also read an article this week. The Army is like 20-point-plus underdogs. Or not the Army. Any naval or any any academy school is what I'm trying to say. Army, <laughs> Navy, Air Force. When they're 20-plus-point underdogs, like 75% of the time they cover because they do this. They run the ball and just keep the ball the whole freaking game. That's insane. And Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was like 12 or 15 for like 200 yards and a touchdown. He was, like, perfect, but he only had the ball. I think they had, like, yeah. five possessions or something like that, so he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the uh, most interesting game. My favorite was, like, all the Oklahoma players running on the field after they survived Army overtime. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, don't celebrate. Just walk off. Yeah, the just, just get out of here <laughs> as quick as you can. I, I don't, it doesn't change anything because Oklahoma's not going to, like, the, the triple off is hard to prepare Yet, for. They will not be really presented with that situation again. Like the old yeah. high school triple this option. Also, I said you don't schedule at Old Dominion. You don't schedule Army. You don't schedule Navy. Get that off your schedule now. If you, I just remember Mizzou in 09 in the bowl game playing the Navy. It was like 35 to 10 or something like that. <laughs> not a fun time. Uh, my upset pick last week fell a little short. Arizona State and Washington. 27-20 win for Washington. Uh... And also, I forgot to put it on here. Louisiana Tech took LSU, uh, I think it was 24-21 in the fourth. And LSU put up like three touchdowns in the last quarter just to like, make it look like a blowout, even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami and Clemson, uh, they're going with freshman TVs over their senior veterans that led them to the ACC title last year. Trevor Lawrence over Kelly Bryant and Nikosi Perry over Malik Rozier. Uh, I just, this is interesting. I mean, Lawrence, they're both obviously better. It's just kind of the same situation in Notre Dame, really. Bryant's a more talented athlete, but Lawrence has the better arm. He's like a another he, like gunslinger. He was the number one high school quarterback. Yeah, him and actually uh, Justin Fields was yeah. at Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he actually he they had a couple packages for him also. Uh, Georgia did in that game. Um, uh, my player of the week. Uh, I went with David Stills, the fifth from West Virginia. He had 10 catches, 73 yards, and three touchdowns. What's interesting about this guy is, I don't know if you remember, way back when he was in seventh grade, he got a scholarship from Lane Kiffin to play quarterback in seventh grade. And oh, my God. Seventh grade? I remember this as a fourth grader. 
I remember hearing about this story, and I just, that's awesome how he's, like, he, like, went to a JUCO and stuff, like, he, like, ended up, like, being terrible in high school, he got, like, kind of, like, all, all the accolades come to him, he didn't, like, work on his game at all, but he ended up switching to a receiver, and he's Will Beer's main target in the West Virginia offense, and he led the NCAA last year with 18 touchdowns, and he's a great player, great receiver, probably the favorite to win the Blitman Coffer, best receiver in the country this year, and he's a guy that can probably be a quality NFL receiver one day, so interesting there. Hmm. Uh, week five, some notable games. Obviously, Stanford, Notre Dame, that's the biggest one of the week, yep. in my opinion. That's huge. Uh, that's huge. If I had to give a prediction... You better give the right one to Andrew. I swear I'll go to your house. It's a very even game. I mean, I don't. Give it, Andrew. Let's hear it. Because Stanford's coming off that dramatic win. I'd probably say Notre Dame very close, probably overtime. Ooh. I'd go like. I guess Book can probably move the ball because Stanford had trouble stopping Herbert. So I'd, I'd try to say like a 31-28, 31-27 game. Really close, maybe overtime. Uh, so I'm going to be angry Ohio is what you're going to say for most of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ohio State and Penn State, uh, the battle of the Big Ten East, probably. Uh, I think Ohio State will win and win big. I don't really think it'll be particularly close. Penn State's been really up and down this year. Ohio State has rolled the competition. Uh, and uh, note, uh, Nick Bose is out until November, so that's, that, yeah. that's not a situation where he knows he's going top three. Yeah, the draft is he going to come back? What's going to happen there? Yeah, so that's key for the Buckeyes. Also, uh, didn't put this on here, but Penn State had the most dramatic cover of the spread, I think, in sports history. They were 27 and a half point underdogs to Illinois, and going to the fourth quarter, they were uh. This was Friday night. They were up 28-24. They won the game 63-24. to They put 35 in the fourth and covered. So, oh, my God. Interesting by James Franklin there at uh, Penn State. I don't know if he had a little money on it or something. They did, yeah, that's on purpose right there. <laughs> that's some shit from Back to the Future. <laughs> but then again, I don't know if you know, Illinois coach is Lovey Smith. He has like a stand of beer now. So oh, my God. I forgot Lovey was over there. Yeah. Oh, love you. Former Super Bowl coach. Uh, everyone's favorite team, BYU. He's for some reason ranked. Maybe Wisconsin, I guess. I don't know. They're at Washington. They're going to get whooped by the Huskies this week. Uh, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Another ranked matchup. Be over. That's all i got to say there. Uh, I'd probably say West Virginia by a couple touchdowns. Syracuse and Clemson play. A pair of undefeated teams. We're running the game for Clemson. They lost to him last year. That was their... One loss for the playoff. Florida at Mississippi State. Dan Mullins returned to Starkville. Uh, Florida ended up whooping Tennessee. Mississippi State got whooped by Kentucky. See how they can rebound. Mississippi State wants to win this game because their coach left them. They, they want to win this game. I don't think they will. I think Florida pulls off the upset. Oh, wow. And at Mississippi State. Um, the last game I have on here, Purdue at Nebraska because Purdue is a road favorite at 0-3 Nebraska. After they lost fifty six to ten to Michigan, <laughs> Nebraska couldn't even imagine a worse start to this year. And, 
That team is bad in Nebraska. That team is bad. Yeah, they're not good. That's all I can say. They're not but, like the uh, one and three Purdue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Purdue's the best one and three team of all time. <laughs> That's right. If I had to guess, Purdue probably wins this game. Nebraska's, uh, it's, it's rough. Uh, I got two other games. My lock of the week, LSU for some reason is only 12 point on favors against Ole Miss. Ole Miss scored seven on Alabama and gave up 40 to Southern Illinois, so LSU should cover fine there. In my episode of the week, I got Cal, who's three-point underdogs against Oregon. Winning Oregon, I think, that loss is season derailing the way they lost that game. I mean, it was in the bag. They lost that. If they can come back and beat Cal, that's a really good win. Cal's a good opponent. They beat BYU. But, see, like this is my problem with the rings. Cal beat BYU and is undefeated and they're four spots lower. So <laughs> Makes sense. I, I don't get it. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, actually, one other thing. Shout out to Yahoo Sports for having ties in Cal- fantasy football. Oh, my God. Uh, me, me and Caleb tied last week. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you guys Greg are worse than the NFL. Decided, like, Greg Zerline decided not to play, I guess, or pulled his groin or something. So I got zero points for my kicker, so Caleb got lucky. Got yeah, that's not great. Uh, why is that a thing, Yahoo Sports? Well, the thing is, there's a way around that. There's decimal, like you can score in decimals, and that league does not have that. So we need to talk to the commissioner, Uncle Squeeze. Mr. Yahoo. Well, what if he tie with uh, decimals? Well, then you're shit out of luck. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I feel like that'd be really hard. But Then you know what, Andrew? We can't figure that out. <laughs> That was so stupid. Really, really stupid. That um, could have been avoided the easily. The game was over. He like dove into him. I, I don't know what he's trying to do. But uh, RG3 is a good fit there. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got for this week. Andrew, I got one question before you go. Yep. All right, so me and my buddy, we're getting into the betting game. I've been listening to Caleb too much. Uh, I officially want to bet. So I want to bet on an underdog, obviously, because I want to make some money. I know you gave some locks this week, but I need a 100% guarantee from you. That's Which, what a lock who, means. Who should I bet? <laughs> who should I bet? He, well, here. He, he already told you. He said bet the over in the but West Virginia like and casual. Texas yeah, Tech yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, like bet this. I no, want, that's I, not I, casual. I personal promise from this man. put an over out or an over under out yet for that game. But whatever it is, I'd say bet the over. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and then he said bet LSU Ole Miss. LSU is so, only favored by 12. LSU Ole Miss, you want me to 100% bet on that? I would say, yeah, Ole Miss gave up 40 to Southern Illinois, and they couldn't move the ball in Alabama. Can I, can I tell you something, though? The last time Andrew told me to 100% bet on something, I ran up against the best 0-3 team in the country. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> hey, good, team, good teams win, great teams cover. But great <laughs> the only difference between me and Caleb, Andrew, I'll go to your house, I swear. Don't bet on college, bet on NFL. There you and go. They gave Georgia, like they spotted Georgia 17 off a drop pass to a pick, a friggin' block punt, something else. That was uh, 
not great. <laughs> well, there you go. You got, any right, more? You got anything else for Andrew? Here. I got it. No, no, I'm good. Thanks, Andrew. Is there anything else on here I can, I can give you since you want advice, I guess? I need 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%? If you're betting money, think if it's you. <laughs> oh yeah. That turned out great. I guess uh, Ohio State minus four, Penn State. I think Ohio State wins by at least a touchdown. That's Penn State's probably too good of a team to do that. Uh, they can't score four. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. That's all I got. I don't really got. There's not really uh, you know anything else on here. Right, you're he, good. He gave you he gave you three good bets. I didn't mean to pressure you. Yeah, yeah. He gave you three good bets if and you bet those and if you go two for three, that's a good weekend. I'm betting only one game. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, I don't know if that's smart. All right, thanks, Andrew. We appreciate it. That was a ton of stuff. That was awesome. See you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.